This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. What do you hear? What do you say? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What do you think of when you see that toll booth scene again? If there were no girls on this set, I wouldn't have done it. What do you mean? I got an image here. James Kahn, <laughs> you are the best for doing this. Earlier on the show, singer and 49ers fan Asher Roth. Still to come. Host of the Cinephile podcast, Adnan Verk. Plus, host and reporter, Daniel Robe. And now... Here's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. As always, you can find us on Peacock, PeacockTV.com, Sirius XM Channel 85, NBC Sports, Westwood One Terrestrial Radio. You guys are everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't even I mean, heard of some of these platforms. To, to, borrow, to borrow a phrase, you can't stop us. You can only hope to odyssey the odyssey app streaming for free facebook twitter instagram what's up with the show tiktok when you get to tiktok on oh, the rich eisen show contention. you guys got a lot of like young people uh, in the family well, here come on well we're all old here yeah. but uh rich's son xander is 13 wants to run the show TikTok. that's what i'm saying i like it platform like in tiktok where it's all about either you're dancing or you're scandalous cloud it's not it's not. I learned. Oh, I learned a delicious feta pasta off of TikTok. It was so delicious. But in we're fact, not doing that. They sold out of feta in Iceland. <laughs> the entire country of, of Iceland went through a feta crisis because the TikTok recipe was so delicious. And I can attest, it's really good. We have you ever been to Iceland? No, no. We went to Iceland a couple of years ago for Christmas, and we uh, literally ate whale. We didn't know it was on the menu. No. We went to one of the price fix no, for no, Christmas. No, 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 and no. all of a sudden, no, this is a no. bit that Sarah does in her act. And uh, it was, it's true. We, we went to price fix meal for, for dinner for Christmas. And they just bring you item. You know what I mean? One of those things. And so they bring us this thing. It looks like little steak. It's great. We're eating it. It's kind of an appetizer. And then the waiter comes over and goes, first time eating whale? And we go, excuse me? What, what, did, you, what, did, you, what did you just say? Yes, it was our first time, and it's my last time. Now, she had Wait, tied so that routine to her routine about James Vanderbeek's fertility. You might be onto something there. I know. <laughs> ah, so good. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, ter- terrible. So anyway, yeah. All right, Iceland. All right. Uh, another thing I wanted to listen to. In the I think we got our Iceland talking for the week. Are we good on Iceland good talk? On We're good? Right. good on okay. Right. Also, it was a great time. Have you ever seen a waterfall? Yeah. Great. They no, you haven't. been to Iceland. <laughs> Stop. Um, so <laughs> uh, in the radio open there, we had two clips, two sound bites, one from James Caan and one from Tony Sirico, who played Polly Walnuts on The Sopranos. Just shout out. We lost those two guys last week. And um, as, a, as a show, we love gangster movies. Obviously, The Godfather is one of our favorite movies. Sopranos, one of our favorite show ever. So just a, a shout out to those families for... Uh, we're losing two uh, two icons uh, in Tony Strico and in- Incredible how many different types of people those shows have affected and how many fans are, are from kind of all walks of life. It's not just sort of one type of person who likes a gangster movie or likes right. a, a, you know, The Sopranos. You get people from literally the entire tapestry of humanity, which uh, speaks to the greatness of, of those particular pieces, obviously. Do you yeah, have a sad James Conn or Tony Sirico story? No, no stories. Obviously, you know, that's the day that Bobby Thompson uh, hit the home run in the World Series was the day that Sonny Corleone died at the toll booth. You can hear that in the background playing of that scene, which I think is very cool. A little baseball shout there. But, you know, I was with my dad over the weekend when the news passed of James Conn and some of the uh, radio shows were calling him for reaction and stuff. And we we're just going through his career and... Just the versatility as an actor who didn't have um, traditional leading man like stature. He was a smaller guy, but could do all types of genres of a film. And so it kept him as a, as a working actor, you know, deep into later years of his life um, and, and a grinder. There's something I saw a great quote about him about New York. And, you know, I grew up in the city, lived out here for 15 and, and now back in New York. And you get like a sixth sense that's just from being a New Yorker. And you can leave, you can travel, you can live somewhere else. But I think he said something very James Conn, you know who to punch and who not to punch if you're from New York, (laughs) right? That's pretty good. And I I think that really rings true as as I'm experiencing this transition in my own life, um, that New Yorker stays with you. And it stayed with him as an actor, I think, and all the stuff he did. I thought it was interesting too to see, uh, there was an article about some of the films he passed on 
And like everyone in, in those, they went on to win Best Actor. It was like, wow. Yeah, that's got to really incredible. Yeah, probably stings, but he also, it didn't seem like it really bothered him. No, no, because you know there's another role around the corner. And there is something about, in in Hollywood, if you truly believe that the role goes to the person who it was meant for and you really live your life that way, it's the only way to kind of navigate that. Because otherwise, you know, I mean, God, if every time I turned on the Ellen DeGeneres show and was like, I could have been the DJ, you know, like I'd pull my hair out. Well, Tufo does that. <laughs> you know, I actually... Uh, I was going to say, he... Yeah. TJ, TJ, you auditioned for I that, did. right? <laughs> no, I don't, so did I. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I, 15 years ago when she... Yeah, had, yeah. yeah I, I said right. the tape it for... <laughs> this is the guy from Meet the Parents did it or something. Um, yeah, yeah, Johnny Abraham. But James, yeah, Con- yeah. Ja- James Conn passed on, on Gene Hackman's role in French Connection. He passed on Jack, Jack's role in Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Richard J- Dreyfuss in Close Encounters. He passed on Han Solo. It's just kind of crazy to think about all the parts that he. But he did say yes to the coach in the program, so that's pretty sweet. That By the way, and arguably one of the greatest football movies ever. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any argument to one of the greatest football movies ever. Everyone will put it in that category. And and he's the elf. I mean, come on, elf. Like, that was a role supposed to go to Gene Wilder, and so there you go. So that's the universe opening up a moment for him when it closed the door on in, in, in another part in the past. Um, all right, we got overreaction Monday here. What are we overreacting to? Yeah, let's to? do it. Let's do oh, it. Oh, come on now. Everything. Everything. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, normally we go uh, crazy football heavy on these, but we'll go we'll go half and half just because. Because why not? Rich isn't here. We can because do, nothing's going on We can, do, we can do whatever we want. Uh, all right, one of the big stories. <laughs> One of the big stories. What did you just say? So that's why you stole his sign. Yeah, I'm the best. By the way, I'm the best. <laughs> I just know this. <laughs> By the way, for, forget that. Rich is on an epic vacation where he can't put his phone down with his without his kids. Yeah, he's he, yeah, exactly. He's not being the, the he's best. He's not dad. being the best. He sent no. his kids away to summer camp so he could go to so Italy. He can have the best pasta. That we don't need to see Instagram about oh, for the fourteenth time. It does. So I was up at four forty-five oh. this morning with my kid because he doesn't want to sleep like a psycho. <laughs> All right, uh, some news over the week uh, last week that you guys uh, we haven't really talked about yet. But Baker Mayfield no longer on the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers for basically a bag of balls. Uh, oh, my overreaction here is Baker is going to win more games than the Browns this year. I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that is absolutely what's going to happen. I think oh. the energy around the Browns is toxic, and it starts with the Deshaun Watson situation. I hate even calling it a situation. That really demeans, I think, the severity of it. I agree. I, I think that uh, bringing somebody like that not only into your organization, but to lead your organization and be the face of it tells you everything you need to know about the people running that organization. And it's a reason why they've been the laughing stock of the NFL for my entire lifetime. And it's going to go right back to, to business as usual in Cleveland. And I think Baker is going to have an opportunity in Carolina to win some football games. Uh, it's a division that's ripe for the taking besides Tampa. He can go out there and, and if he wins eight football games this year, it'll be more than the Browns. I think the Browns are going to be a total dumpster fire. Do you think Deshaun gets the year or is he, does we see Watson play football? this? I don't think we ever see him play football again. Over done. I think it's a wrap. I think the more that comes out from these stories and these allegations and, and and these charges, the, 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 the the less chance there is for him to go out there and compete in the NFL. Dang. All right. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about... Overreaction uh, Monday. Let's that go. is great. No, I love that, actually. Uh, Hot takes. Let's talk about the Cowboys, TJ, because did you see the quote from Dak Prescott this weekend? I did not. Oh, Dak's in the best shape of his life. Mm. Ah, we are in that time of year, yeah. boys. We are in <laughs> I am in the best shape of my life time Which is followed by I'm going to Nordstrom's and buying everybody the latest designer bag time. So you're going to see the entire <laughs> Cowboys offensive line with some Prada... Purse bags. Is Prada yes. the move this year? I think I don't know, Prada's TJ. The what's the fanny pack of choice right now? You know, I'm not in that, that, that <laughs> tax <laughs> bracket, so I wouldn't know. You're not the guy. Guy. Wait, fanny pack guy here. Wait a second. No. Speaking of the fanny pack, oh, yes, I, yeah. I might. What do you have a fanny pack? Oh, See, God, there you go. Hey, if anybody's hey, gonna hey, know about hey, fanny packs, oh man, got that fanny pack. I was watching Moana last night. Great movie. Dak Prescott is in the best shape of his life. Lamar Jackson has reworked his throwing motion. And has put on 15 pounds. I still think Dak's going to have the better 2022 season than Lamar. 
Is that an overreact? No, see, there's actually a gym in Las Vegas. It's called Best Shape of Your Life. Ben Simmons <laughs> works out there in the summertime. He's in there right now. He's in the best shape of his life. He's grinding. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's <laughs> going to have the better season because he's a better football player. I think he's oh. he's got a, a more dynamic set of skills. I think his, his team is is uh, far more functional than the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I think that In Lamar Jackson's going to have uh, he's going to figure out this contract stuff after he watches uh, the sequels to How High, and then he's going to <laughs> have a better year than Dak Prescott individually. In what way are they more functional? Just out of curiosity. the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Which way are the Ravens more functional? Oh, they're always winning more football games and won more <laughs> Super Bowls. Uh, in recent years, they're, they go deeper in the playoffs. They're just a better organization. They have cooler jerseys now. I like that purple and black on TV. Everything you're saying is kind of you know debatable. Yes, there's no <laughs> confidence coming out of Cowboy Nation this summer. Last summer, maybe it was TJ and I were just meeting each other and he was peacocking. But I think that this year he's really <laughs> deflated. It's and there's no that, optimism in Big D. We'll, we'll get into it later as the season. I'll get more hype. But it's like this. No matter what, if I try to be cool and be like, I don't know how good we are, I get roasted. Right. If I try to be like ridiculous yeah. and be like, we're going to win the Super Bowl, I get roasted. Yeah. So I'm going to get roasted, but I'm just going to like wait until like closer to the season yeah, it's called to being, let the roast. Yeah, it's so. called being a Knicks fan. How about you guys? <laughs> Who do you guys got? Zach Prescott or Lamar Jackson? He's going to wait until they're 3-8 and eight before he gets roasted. Uh, I think, <laughs> that will I, never happen. I, I think Dak is awesome. I, I, I love Dak as a person, and I like watching him play football, despite that he plays for the Cowboys. I think Dak's going to have a, a really good year. All right. What else are we reacting to? You think it's overreacting? All right, yeah. Oh, oh, oh come on now. Uh, ESPN is saying that uh, they talked to an AFC personnel evaluator. Said the Broncos are tailing their offense around Russell Wilson. I think that would be a smart oh, idea to tailor oh, their no, no, offense no, no, no. around Isn't the that, quarterback. This is real. Wait, this is real. This is a real thing. They're gonna. The Broncos are gonna tailor <laughs> their offense around Russell Wilson. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's just. It's just a quote. They got a good supporting cast. So my overreaction is this: Broncos. Top five offense this year. Well, that's just guess a complete overreaction. No, they're not going to be a top five offense. But no, I just love the idea that someone puts on their taxes at ESPN, evaluator, what was their position? Oh, no. So ESPN talked to an AFC oh, sorry. personnel so AFC personnel evaluator. Yes. This is what I do for a living. I'm the highest in my profession. I evaluate personnel. I evaluate personnel. Yes. The the Broncos are going to run the offense through us. This is what I get paid no, to no. do. Taylor. They're going to tailor it. Taylor. It's a technical term in my industry, tailoring. Yeah. Um, we're gonna t- that's insanity. So I, I laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, duh. Okay, thank you. Um, no, they're not going to be a top five uh, offense. W- was Seattle a top five offense? Uh, you know, Russ, Russ had that. I love, I love Russ. The, remember the beginning of 2020, he was like crushing it, MVP Let talk. Russ cook, uh, fantasy, yeah, we cooking, all this stuff. Uh, yeah. Touchdowns. I, I don't think so. Um, who, who's playing football out in Denver right now? They still have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. They got some good running backs. Devontae Walker. Yeah, Devontae. Uh, nobody's nobody's excited. Williams? Nobody's Williams? excited. No. I like okay. I like the addition of Russell Wilson in Denver. I think it makes them better. I think that division's way too tough. They're they're the third best team, maybe even last in the division. Um, and I think that uh that no, the it's not gonna be a top one. Denver's always had success. Traditionally, it's been their defense. So I don't see them all of a sudden just putting 40 points on the board every week. All right, let's switch over to NBA, Jay. You can get rid of the uh, NFL films music. All right, how about this one? We've been talking a lot about Kevin Durant. Uh, obviously, we love talking about LeBron. KD is going to win another title before LeBron and Kyrie. Um, I think there's a better chance of Kevin Durant winning an NBA championship before LeBron and Kyrie do if they play together, if they play separately. KD has more high-level basketball in front of him than those other guys do. Kyrie doesn't play high-level basketball anymore because he's never available. He's missed, I believe, five of the last seven postseasons at some point because of injury or just because of Only something. Only 30 years old. So there's always a... Re- like. When people call Kyrie the most skilled player, it drives me nuts. He's not skilled because he's not available. And availability is the best skill set to have because without it, you have nothing. So he can dribble through his legs like any Harlem Globetrotter. He can rucker and one you. He can be efficient. He's incredible. But if you can't do it every night, it doesn't matter. Honestly, if you guys had said, hey, Rich is going to be over Instagramming in Italy. (laughs) We need you to come over here and host the show. We love listening to you talk about sports. 
I really appreciate it. But if I wasn't physically here to do it, it didn't matter if I had the hottest takes or if I had the funniest jokes or knew the best people to book on the show. If I wasn't available, right. just to wake up and physically be here is my best skill. Just to exist is what I bring to the table. Actually, you may not have even gone to bed last night, so you didn't have to wake no. up. You just I, I played 18 holes and was, I was staying up all night thinking about that four putt, the dreaded four you putt. You had a four putt? Of course I have a four putt. I'm How? not I'm human. Because that mountain gate, like two-tiered five, whatever, country club golf, nobody needs to hear about. But um, <laughs> I, I think that Kevin Durant uh, will have higher levels of basketball in front of him than LeBron and Kyrie. LeBron's almost 40 years old. Like We can't just assume this is going to happen forever. And he hasn't, you know, been in the in high level basketball in two years. So I go with Kevin Durant on my overreaction Monday. Kevin Durant only thirty three, uh, birthday in September, so he'll be thirty four when the season starts. Do you think Durant is playing for Brooklyn this year? I do think Kevin Durant is playing for Brooklyn. I think it was a smart move by Rich and, and KD to push their chips in and put some pressure on the organization. They don't have enough, and I also I don't think Kevin Durant wants to be in the business of playing basketball with Ben Simmons. I, I, ben Simmons is the exact opposite to me of and Kevin Durant. He, ben Simmons is not a hooper. He plays basketball really well, but he's not a hooper. He doesn't have a love of the game that you can just sense and tell and feel. KD has touched every court on earth. This man is at the Rucker, the Olympics. He's overseas. He's Kevin Durant is a basketball player. Like That's what he is. He's a hooper. He dresses like it. He carries himself. He is a hooper. Ben, can you ever imagine Kevin Durant buying a multi-million dollar mansion in Southern California that didn't have a basketball court on it? Is that what happened to Ben Simmons? Yeah, yeah. and then he just <laughs> sold it. He sold it a year later. He, he got rid of it. it. But yeah, that was Brockman's big thing like yeah. two years ago. He bought this $12 million house and Brockman's like, yep. there's not a basketball. It had two kitchens, but not a basketball hoop. Right, right. The guy so loves making frittatas, but he doesn't want to work on his right hand. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about, also, I can trust a man in an iced out goat chain. Don't know if I can trust a man in an iced out kangaroo. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of things that you ate when you went to a foreign country that you didn't realize, went to Australia. Oh, yeah, that, that kangaroo's gamey down there. Yeah, they no. ate kangaroo. No. Oh, really? No, not into oh my that. Gosh. Not it, into it, that. It did taste like steak. It was just a bit Are you guys watching Summer League? Uh, yeah. I was trying to get yeah. you guys to go. I know. I, we really <laughs> well, dropped the ball. Town. I was trying to get you guys to go. How about this overreaction? Orlando's going to regret not drafting Chet Holmgren. That's complete uh, ridiculous well, overreaction. You, did you, you obviously love, did not watch Summer we League. We love Chet. No, Chet's awesome. Love Chet Holmgren. I watched Think Chet Holmgren destroy Houston. Okay, so you didn't watch the next game. Game when Kenny Lofton Jr. I know, and undrafted Paula, put him in the blood. This and, kid, this kid and, from Duke that they got. Kenny Lofton is like four hundred pounds. First of all, he's not. But Paolo has <laughs> crushed it. Is doing. He's I know Paolo's it. great. We Paolo's love, next, we love Paolo. next level. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, it's overreaction Monday. I know, and I'm reacting. I'm reacting. <laughs> That's the point. I'm, re- I'm reacting. I haven't been able to spit hot takes for nine days. You understand I, I, that? I, I, you know, I did, Cage is probably tired of hearing. Uh, I Chris did get a sense though of, of of what's happening down in Oklahoma. I went down to West Fourth the other day and and was watching the games and some. Dude was out there hooping, and people were like, oh, Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy. Oh. Like, okay, you're starting to get love and playground culture a little bit. Like, something's cooking down there in Oklahoma. Into it. I like it. But yeah, Chet was, he was hella impressive that first. I mean, six oh, blocks. Yeah. That was the no. record. Man, yeah. No. Uh, big Chet Holmgren guy, but that, that Powell guy's for real. Anything else to overreact to? Yeah, we got a couple baseball, but I know we got to get going. All uh, right, so we'll do this. We'll get we'll to the, the baseball stuff with Adnan because he does work for MLB. But I want to talk tennis with Adnan because he's the biggest Roger Federer guy on the planet. We saw more history yesterday out Wimbledon. Joker getting his oh, seventh. I got, I got some takes there. Yeah, too. I'm sure you do. So we'll get to that. <laughs> Plus, we'll talk some Tom Cruise because you know Adnan hates Tom Cruise. Cruise. Um, I love this man. I'm so excited to catch up with him. His podcast is a must listen. The Cinephile podcast, part of the Levitard Network, Levitard and Friends. So Adnan Verk going to join the show coming up next. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And want to remind you as well, we've been talking some golf. You know, it's golf season across the country now. You've been hibernating. The clubs have been in the garage. And now Callaway is here for you because they didn't just create their longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. No, no, no. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every single player. That's right. You can be Hallie Ledbetter. You can be TJ Jefferson. The Rogue ST <laughs> irons come in four different offerings, each model using artificial intelligence. You got AI on golf clubs, on high-strength 450 steel. The only irons ever to do this. 
Their most popular iron of the bunch? Of course, it's the Rogue ST Max. It's designed for the widest range of players because of its refined game improvement shaping, an incredible combination of speed, forggivenness, and all-around performance. That's actually how your better half describes you, Chris. Thank you. Combination of speed, that. forgiveness, <laughs> and all-around performance. But for you low to mid-single-digit handicappers, that's not TJ, Rogue Wait, SC Pro will give you that hollow body construction in a sleek, compact player shape. Callaway's best game improvement model is Max OS, which gives mid to high handicappers total forgiveness with high launch, wide soles, and enhanced offset. There's also Max OS Lite, their most forgiving high launch iron. It comes with wider soles and increased lofts in a lightweight package for players with slower swing speeds. No other irons on the planet perform like the new Rogue ST irons. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash Go Rogue Golf, the only sport you believe you can get better at as you get older. The show rolls on. <laughs> ben Lines in for Rich. Adnan Verk coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rich Eisen Show. My name is Ben Lyons. I have the honor and privilege of hanging out all week, filling in for Rich as he goes to try and eat Italy out of all the pasta in the country. <laughs> I will be filling in, talking sports, talking pop culture, and nobody loves both more than my next guest, a dear friend, my Academy Awards brother for life, Adnan Verk, joins the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Ben. Congrats on the gig, on the return. I was had the pleasure of talking to Rich Axey when I did a show on Peacock called Winter Gold during the Olympics. And I said, hey, Rich, I love you, but I love when Ben Lyons fills it even more. So I hope he's enjoying his pasta. And it's great to reunite as always, buddy. Thanks, Adnan, for being a friend and my publicist. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I want to talk movies. I want to talk baseball, but I want to talk tennis out of the gates. Your buddy Roger nice. Federer, no longer the GOAT, huh? Devastating news to see Djokovic win yesterday, although I will fight that what you just said about Anoli being the GOAT, because there are many different qualifications saying someone is the best. As you know, I have no interest in golf, but you love golf. Now, if somebody argues in golf, somebody is the best player ever only because of majors, well, that's just one criteria. Now, that may be the right criteria, but I'm just saying it's only one. Nicholas is 18, and, of course, Tiger, Arnie, etc. But as Ben Pelt has told me many a time, there are people who argue Arnold Palmer is still the greatest golfer of all time. In hockey, Gretzky obliterates the competition when it comes to points. But there are people of a certain age who say Gordie Howe is still the best, and Bobby Orr revolutionized the game. So to your point, yes, in order just by majors, Nadal is 22, Djokovic is 21, Federer has 20. 
But if you want to argue appeal of the game, impact of the game, popularity of the game, most beloved by the game, most money won, most tournaments won, then Federer is still very much in the conversation. Very fired up, Adnan Verk joining the show, which I knew I'd get him going with the tennis talk. What is it about Federer that has you so enamored with this man? There's a great article, Ben, by David Foster Wallace. It's called Federer as Religious Experience. It's a brilliant article, and I, like many, enjoy the pilgrimage and the worship of Federer. And I think it comes down to this very essence. He makes greatness look so effortless. And I think the, the athletes that we most admire, you generally appreciate the fact they've got that clutch gene and they can do it without breaking a sweat. Nadal is admired and envied by many, but he looks like a bull in a china shop. He's literally snorting the entire time. He looks like he's wringing every ounce of energy from his body. And that can certainly be appealing to some. But if you look at Gretzky, if you look at Jordan, if you look at Federer, these guys seem to do it without breaking a sweat. And I think particularly in tennis, which is a really aesthetically pleasing game, if you really love tennis like I do, you can appreciate the beauty of the game. And there's never been anyone who makes the game look as beautiful as Roger Federer. Talking about effortless, the way that Adnan can go from Oscar talk to MLB, NHL Network, I saw on the screen just now. I forgot that he works with them. Like You're able to touch on so many different things that you're passionate about. Um, right now in the world of baseball, what's the biggest story for you heading into the All-Star break? I think it's a tie again, Ben. I know people go, same old, same old. But listen, the Angels are having another miserable season. They look like a playoff team uh, the first month or so, but then had a calamitous 14-game losing streak, and they're not going to make the playoffs. But Otani, <coughs> it's still remarkable. As they cough it up, he is sublime. His pitching numbers, he's pitching even better this year than he was last year. ERA's but a half run lower. He's walking less, and he's striking out more. He's on pace to strike out 207 batters over 150 innings. That's impressive, right? And offensively, a year ago he had 45 home runs. He's not on pace for that. He's only on pace for 38 home runs and 100 RBI. As John Heyman said to me, as a hitter, he's J.D. Martinez. And as a pitcher, he might be Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole makes $36 million a year. J.D. Martinez makes $24. Well, then Otani should be getting $50 million a year. He's the best bargain in sports. He makes $5 million a year. It's incredible the Angels have such a steal in Otani, and yet they're not even close to the playoffs. They're paying thirty-plus million to Trout, who's incredible, but thirty-plus million to Rendon, who's also hurt. So that's a real disappointment. But I also think, Ben, big markets are crushing it. The Yankees are the best team in baseball and the most popular team, arguably, in American sports. The Mets are in first place in the NL East. Although the Braves World Series champions are coming, they're a game and a half back. Huge three-game series tonight. Scherzer pitching for New York. And your beloved Dodgers are the class of NL West. They retired with the Padres a few weeks ago, but L.A. flexing their muscle. Big market teams bringing it right now in baseball. Yeah, great to see Clayton Kershaw back in the All-Star game as well. Ninth time in his career. Uh, Adnan, we switch gears now once again. From the world of baseball to the world of movies, you're the biggest Tom Cruise hater on the planet. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, I was going into hives or having to listen to that rejoin there from Rob Lowe extolling his virtues. As I've said all along. See? No you we lost you. As I've said all along, dramatic pause, the phone goes out. I guess Tom Cruise is in the back cutting the wires. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Adnan. We lost Adnan. Oh, See? Hold on. Adnan. You can't be smirched Cruz, man. Ad- Adnan sounds like he's uh he's being held like captive and needs Tom Cruise to come rescue him. Just have him call back. <laughs> Just have him call like... <laughs> Wait, is he yeah, the Mission Impossible. But that's a bummer. That's a bummer. But I love this I mean, man because he can literally talk Roger Federer with like expert analysis as uh, as a top tennis analyst would and you switch gears and and break down what's happening in baseball and that is ridiculous that otani's only making five million dollars a year like he should be getting 55 well he'll be getting a lot more than that in two years we're gonna figure that out and then he switched gears and and uh you know we can talk some golf and we can talk some movies or all that stuff do we have this man back yeah he's back we got the we got the dixie cups and the string connected now All right, we got Adnan back. What's up, buddy? You were talking about how, how Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time, and we lost you. 
<laughs> Paul Newman is rolling over in his grave as you say that. But Tom Cruise, it's undeniable his charisma and his longevity. The fact he's been a movie star for almost 40 years is awfully impressive. But he is a horrific human being. When I saw your tweets and you and your dad saw Top Gun a preview screen and Tom Cruise rocks, I almost had to say delete your account, Ben. This guy, and if there's one person out there, this is all I do. Every single time I go on these screens against Cruise, if I change one person's mind and go watch Going Clear, The Case Against Scientology, that's a brilliant documentary by Alex Gibney, and it changed my life. Prior to seeing that documentary, if you asked me about Tom Cruise, I would have said, I think he's a little overrated, but hey, I love Magnolia. He worked with Scorsese in Color of Money. He certainly had a great career. I think he's an overrated actor, but yes, he's a movie star. I watched that documentary. I said, listen, you cannot separate fact from fiction. This guy is a reprehensible human being. And that documentary by Gibney is incredible. And God bless Leah Remini, who when Top Gun, everyone's tweeting about it. Oh, what a great film. She goes, hey, don't forget what Tom Cruise stands for. And this is why he is vile, because Scientology abuses people. They treat people horribly. And when you try to leave, they cause irreparable damage to your life. And you say, what's up to do with Tom Cruise? He's just a member of Scientology. He doesn't run the thing and i say come on david miscavige runs it tom cruise is his right hand man if cruise came out once ben i said hey listen you guys gonna knock this off stop treating people so poorly if they don't want to be scientologists allow them to leave you should be able to leave any religion you want and that's not a religion it's a cult anyways but instead this behavior exists and watch one hour and 50 minutes of going clear the great paul haggis you always defend the fact that crash won best picture even though i think it was a joke and broke back mountain should have won but haggis is brilliant he's canadian he wrote million dollar baby he's a former scientologist and he's amazing in that documentary he talks about the horrible things these people do and the fact that Cruz turns a blind eye to it i can't turn a blind eye to it and normally you and i can watch films and we can separate who these people are yes they can be adulterers yes they're drug addicts yes they're not perfect people but what Cruz stands for to me is beyond vile and that's why i watched top gun 2 and i'll tell you right now it's a perfectly adequate movie okay this this best picture talk is nonsense it is melodramatic it's predictable and i get that it's fun you want to go enjoy the film by all means but please go watch going clear and make my day and see what this guy stands for adnan Virk joining the show fired up wow, i appreciate adnan. you so much adnan i really do you put the big picture in perspective and you know this is a question that we have to ask ourselves across the way we consume art the way we watch sports the way uh the people we vote for in politics there's so much of this stuff that gets blurred and i understand you even mentioned paul haggis paul haggis is not you know uh the necessarily the best person to mention in that defense of your argument as well right now you're right He's not immune either. He's faced issues with regards to sexual assault. And, and people say, listen, well, how do you pick and choose? Well, you have to look at each person and each egregious violation. Ben, as you know, I love Broadway. I took my wife to see Beetlejuice on her birthday. I was appalled that MJ the musical is still happening. I'm like, are you kidding me? Speaking of documentaries, go watch Finding Neverland and see what Michael Jackson did. I, I can't believe anybody could sit and watch a Woody Allen movie. You, me, and your father know how funny he is. We know how brilliant he is as an auteur. But if you watch and learn anything that Woody Allen's done, you go, how could you possibly support this guy's work? So, again, that doesn't mean you castigate every single person in Hollywood, but I do think you have to make that personal choice and say, all right, what can I stand with? What can I separate between art and art for its sake? And certainly for a few people at least, I can't take it. I'm just very happy, Adnan, genuinely so, that you're taking your wife to see something fun in the city because usually you go to New York for religious persecution movies, (laughs) and that would have been a really tough birthday for her. You'll love this even more, Ben. I'd never seen Moulin Rouge. It's one of her favorite movies. So for Valentine's Day, I surprised her by going to see Moulin Rouge the musical, and I doubled down by watching the movie the night before. You'll be stunned by this. I liked it. I was stunned. I said, there's no way I'm going to like this Baz Luhrmann melodrama, this romantic artifice. I didn't like the first half. I thought it was hilarious. Jim Broadbent's hilarious. He's got great razzle-dazzle. As you and I know, when it comes to Baz Luhrmann, it's more style than substance. But Moulin Rouge, I can see why people love that movie so much. And the musical is terrific. And as much as I'm deploring all the people talking about Top Gun for Oscar talk, I will bang the drum slowly for Elvis. Again, I was skeptical because Baz can be more style than substance, but we need more directors like this, Ben. He takes big chances, big swings. I thought Austin Butler gave a star-making performance as the king. Production design, costume design. You and I know how hard it is for music biopics to cut through for the Oscars. Look at Rocket Man a few years ago. Summer release, snubbed by the Oscars. I'd love to see Elvis get some love. I get it three and a half Maple Leafs. How about my major quibble of the movie is I'm one of America's favorite actors. I thought Tom Hanks was the worst part of the movie. And I love Tom Hanks. But he was, he was drowning in latex, horrible accident as a colonel. But go check out Elvis. I thought it was a heck of a movie.
And then you got so much going on this summer, covering Major League Baseball, covering big summer movies. But the big thing in your household this year was your, your oldest graduated eighth grade, and he did something to send you a little tribute, which I thought was very nice. Oh, thank you for mentioning, Ben. Yes, young Yusuf graduating eighth grade. And shout out to my son, Dean. He graduated elementary school, and my Shaz is five. He graduated preschool. Little Maz still in preschool, but very proud of all four Burke boys, but very cool of, of Yusuf. On the graduation day, he didn't tell me. We, my parents were visiting. They came down just to see his graduation, eight-hour drive from Toronto. Uh, my sister-in-law flew into town just to see him. And everybody up there is dressed beautifully. I mean, these are 13-year-old kids. They look so uh, smart and sharp and beaming. And he put on my fedora. He had my fedora and his crummy sunglasses. And he looked great. I thought, what a great tribute. He's wearing his dad's fedora. And when he went to the front, Ben, the teacher said, hey, you can't wear a hat for the picture. He said, okay, I'll take it off for the picture. But when they call my name, I'm wearing my dad's hat. It was a really, really proud moment. So I like any, any student who sticks it to school administrations and does whatever they want. Let people be who they want to be, right? I want to wear my dad's fedora, damn it. I'm going to do it. Very cool. Very cool. Congrats to him. Congrats to you. And I love that you're developing a signature look. It's like a Richard Schiff fedora. It's like an Adnan Verk <laughs> hat is now a thing. It's very cool. Um, I'll talk to you soon, my man. Thanks for checking in. Ben, I appreciate it, man. Normally people go for the doors when you're bald, but I said, listen, I think it's a good look no matter what. So I hope you and I reunite sometime soon, and we're both wearing fedoras to go check out a flick. No, I will never wear a hat that is not sports-related. I just can't pull it off. I'm sorry. I can't do Coachella in the wintertime. Sorry, bro. Uh, appreciate you, Adnan. Ben, you're the best. Have a great show. Talk soon, pal. Adnan Verk joining the show. All right, can you see me, Brockman, in a hat that's not sports-related? No, Coachella. Shout out to Nick Fouquet. I love this man, but I'm not going to wear his Carmelo Anthony hats. I just what, can't uh, do it. Who is headlining Winter Coachella? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, is there a Winter Coachella? What is Winter Coachella? I don't know. I don't know. Just <laughs> Winter Coachella. I think we're on to something. TJ's like, oh, yeah, I went to that 20 years ago. I uh, introduced uh, Rage Against the Machine on stage, and Flea gave me a foot massage. I'm like, no what? Um, hey, do you guys know that... Uh, Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff. That's right. You can catch the Kansas City Royals as they play the Toronto Blue Jays with coverage starting Sunday at 1130 Eastern. Love waking up with baseball only on Peacock. Blue Jays got a squad. That whole AL lease is ridiculous. I saw Vlad Jr. hit three in Yankee Stadium this April. That was a fun night in the Bronx. Yeah, buddy. It's a fun D train back to Manhattan as uh, Vlad Jr.'s hit three bombs and the Blue Jays put on a show. Yeah, they're a real fun team. Um, They're the all-sun team, too. They have... Uh, yeah, Dante Bichette's kid. Yeah, they had Craig Clemens, Did Clemens' kid pop up or no? That's somebody He else. popped up, but he's on... Uh, There's so many guys from our childhood now who are doing it across all sports. I know, it's kind sports. of awesome. I do love that. Yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to that Bronny Keon Anthony showdown. That, right? that was on the schedule for uh, Manny Ramirez's son is in the minor leagues. Like It's it's pretty fun the, time. Uh, LeBron is going to play with a whole team of like guys he played against kids. Shaq's son, Scotty Pippen's team, kid on the team. Here's a hot take. Everyone knows LeBron's wanting to play with uh, with Bronny. What if he's really wanting to play with Bryce? Honestly, he has called his twin. Thought that kid went the magic card route, which is all good. Creative artist. That's that. I thought that was his path, but now he's got a little handle and he's good, huh? He's, he's a legit six five yeah, already. He's, he's been. He's what, and he's in the eighth grade. Yeah, it's stupid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, all right, we got uh, we got Daniel Robe checking in. She was out at WNBA All Star festivities in Chicago, which looked amazing. Kelsey Plum gets the MVP, so we'll catch up in about forty minutes or so with Danielle. I want to talk a little bit about Russ going back to Denver. We touched on it a little bit, but let's dive a little deeper into the AFC West when we come back. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. All right, welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich all week long. Appreciate the opportunity so much. What's to up, Ben Lyons? Come and hang out with the guys. Last week, I was meeting you guys on television. Like meeting you on the radio. I didn't know you. you like, last year, golf. Yeah, yeah, last year at this time. Oh, you said when, last week. I was like, wait a minute. What I say last, last week. Yeah. I meant last, last, last year at this time. Yeah, man. And Well, you would come in once when Nick Swisher was hosting. If you remember that a few years ago. Yeah, I said something crazy on that, too. I said yeah. that LaMelo Ball was the Lindsay Lohan of the NBA, and then I realized <laughs> I didn't even know what that means. <laughs> right, all the way, and you're going to walk that back? LaMelo Ball is means. the future of the NBA. I, I don't know. At one point, Lindsay Lohan was the future of Hollywood. It just was a different that's Hollywood. A, that so is factual. That's a good I, uh, point. That's factual. <laughs> I did come on that show. That was fun. Nick's the best. Yeah. Nick's in London doing some home run contests with he legends is? or something. I, yeah, saw, I saw that. I, I saw him in his uniform mm-hmm. in London hitting bombs, and I don't know. That guy lives the life so Your boy swish love to catch up with him he's doing a big um st jude fundraiser out here in los right. angeles yeah i would love to get him to call in i told you i saw that guy at a wedding and he had a t-shirt on that said don't bro me unless you know me <laughs> i remember that. so awesome <laughs> what's up bro what's up bro yeah we had a bro count one time when uh yeah. swish was in I think it was like 48 or something. It was a lot. It's been a um, So, yeah, so it's nice to come back this week and, and hang out with the guys and actually know who I'm going to be talking with and what your guys' interests are and stuff. And I know football is obviously top of mind on this show. And you guys are genuine NFL fans. Like, deeply, I'm on the text. I, I see, I watch the show. I, I've been to the NFL game with Brockman. Like, I, I, get, I played the 50 50. Like, I get it. Um, we did not win, by the way, in case anyone out there was wondering. <laughs> no, because if we won the 50-50, I don't know if I'd be here right now. I mean, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the, big, the, the big thing that I wanted to see more of in the NFL this offseason is more high-profile player mobility. I think it adds intrigue and interest to the city. Now, the NBA has gone a little too far with it, but it's a big reason why they have been able to culturally stay kind of top of mind uh, you know, in, in the zeitgeist. And besides Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, I can't really think of another just off the top. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill leaving, I guess, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, some, of the, some of the skilled positions. Yeah, Devontae Adams. Devontae still, Adams yeah, is a big yeah, deal. He goes from Green Bay to the Raiders. But, you know, um, um, it's, and that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, Von Miller, big name. I'm not, not exactly sure. the MVP type player Matt anymore. Matt Ryan leaving but, Atlanta. Yep. I guess that happened while, while I was gone. Um but but I think the Russ move to Denver could really not only it's obviously high profile, but it could really be impactful. And that this dude is a winner. And say what you want about Russ, if you don't like him, if you think the stuff with Sierra's corny, whatever. The dude elevates people. He reminds me of working with someone like Rich or someone you know who is at the top of their field, um, and it just elevates everyone else around them. Like you guys know when Rich is in. You guys, and not to say you're not with me, but I do have a little substitute teacher vibes. But the idea that you guys are on it, you're focused, you're you're dialed right. in, you're sure, producing, sure, sure. you're doing the boards, you're doing the social, like you, everyone's, and and it's not from anything he says. He's not saying to you guys, do this, do that. It's just their presence, and there's a confidence that they exude that makes everybody else buy in and feel a part of it. And 
I know he might not be one of the guys with that story you heard about Russell Wilson coming out of Seattle. Like the locker room is very divided. But that dude is a winner. Like I spend 10 minutes with him and you realize that he has that ability to just get it done and just to be great. And I think that, I don't know, I, I, I think that that move will actually, not only it's a splashy move in the summertime, but it's a move that could get them to the playoffs, that could get them back into respectable football because it's been a while. Yeah, well, I wonder what you think that is. Like, what is it about him? You spent time around a lot yeah. of. I spent time around Russell. Like, I did a lot of work with the Players Tribune when that launched, yeah, and Russell yeah, Wilson yeah. was in all the early meetings and stuff. But even just like you spent a lot of time around uh, movie stars and rock stars. Like, is it just a quality? Like, not everyone has it. Not everyone can be like you know. Despite what we heard, what Adnan said, like Tom Cruise, who you know, we heard the viral clip about. We, uh, Mission Impossible. We are doing something important here, you know. Mm-hmm. What is it about these guys? Yeah, you know, they're, they're, I think with Russ, there's like a comfort. He's comfortable being uncomfortable in his own skin. Like okay. I, I think he's in a weird, in a weird place right now with that, and I think it's good that the idea that he was always trying to be somebody else or something else, and I think now he's just accepted. Like I'm a corny winner, and that's <laughs> awesome for me. I think that's the thing that I connect with successful people, engaging people, people you want to, you know, you're gravitated towards. They're just comfortable in their own skin. Like, there's nothing awkward about Kevin Garnett. It's awkward for you when he screams and curses at you <laughs> on why Ben Wallace should be in the Hall of Fame and how you've never stepped on a basketball floor, even though you're like, I played private school basketball, dog. But I think there's a, there's, a, a comfort in your own skin that, that gravitates yeah. you know you to somebody. And I think Russell has that in a way now by being like uncomfortable. Like he was trying to fit in and trying to be one of the guys when he was younger. He had more success you know early on in his career than he probably should have for his contract, for his you know, a third round pick. Sad, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. all that. And now that's kind of like leveled off. And I think he's in this place of, look, I got 10 years to do this at a high level, maybe seven. I'm going to dedicate everything I have to, and I'm all in on him. I think if he's on your football team, you have to be excited, and I think the Broncos are a real shot in the AFC West. It's a yeah. tough division. I know, I know last segment I said they might be third or last, but I think they still have a real shot in it. Yeah, it's obviously a really tough division, TJ. We've been talking a lot about the it's AFC West. the best division West, of football. Uh, this offseason. They, they are the best division in football. Rich thinks the Raiders are going to win the division uh, kind of out of nowhere. He's been really pounding that drum. Yeah. But if you look, and I and I and – I, refer this to you because I know you are reading the comments, the mentions that we get. Broncos fans are fired up mm-hmm. and they're very angry about the disrespect that they've been getting this offseason by everyone being like, oh, so what if they got Russell Wilson? They're still fourth in the division. And I, I, I kind of am with you. I, I don't love Russell Wilson. I think, like I said, I think he's super corny. I don't know if I buy that he believes a lot of the things that he's saying. Nobody does is what I'm saying. It's like, I know yeah. that's how our, our feelings of him on the outside looking in, I think clouds our understanding of how impactful and how good he is as a football player. And I totally believe you on that, but he is an awesome football player. And like, he is really corny. And he does do really corny <laughs> stuff on the internet. And so it makes it really hard for us. And I'm sure you notice this too. One thing about Russell Wilson when, I, when I've met him a few times, gigantic hands. Oh my God, like Dick like, Raddatz. Like absolutely enormous hands for a guy who's 5'11". No, he's not He's maybe? not that tall, but his like, hands I've is noticed, like a vice. I've noticed both of you guys have used the word corny about him multiple <laughs> times in this little back and forth. And I'll just say this. If getting Sierra means that I have to be corny, I will, uh, like, then break out the corn. Popcorn, corn on the cob, any type of corn that you can think of. corn. Kettle corn. corn. Like, whatever it takes, then, yeah, then I'll be corny. You know, here's the deal, right? And I I was like, maybe this isn't uh, uh, something to say for this show. This is something a little deeper. But you get guys like, I don't want to go down that route. Let's just go this way. Because Russ isn't, like, I think... 
I don't even know how I want to say this, right? But there, there, there's a way that I think sometimes brothers are looked at as far as athleticism go. And, and people in their mind have a way about how a guy should look and a guy should talk. And now you got a guy who doesn't look and doesn't talk the, the stereotypical way that people think that he should. And then he comes off as corny, which I, I think is kind of weak. And, and I'm not calling you guys weak. I'm just saying no, that I whole think, argument I think of him being corny just... because he doesn't come off like a hood or something. But be, no, you know, not that at all. I think it's being authentic. I think being who that, you right, are right, and truly right, right. and understanding your own voice. And that takes a long time for people to find. That doesn't always happen. And, and I think he's at a place now where he's found it and he can go be great and continue to be great. Yeah, I have, I have a, a, a lot on my mind about that, but that's not, this isn't the forum. We'll talk about that. No, a, it's good. Like 10 time, seconds but... before a hard break, like to get into like a really serious <laughs> weighty subject that'll have a lot of nuance and interesting discussion about. Why don't we get into it next? Ben Lyons here, going <laughs> in for Rich. Hard break. On the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> I heard I heard Hoskins in my ear, and I was like, okay. I'll I guess I guess I guess you're <laughs> right in a way. Up. You're you're right, TJ. The corny, I guess, is a lazy word for 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 that. I think for me, for Russell Wilson, my issue with him is just like you don't you don't think Russ is being authentic to himself. I don't is what think you say all the time. It's just yeah, he just doesn't say anything. So like everyone's like, oh, we got Russell Wilson. I'm not interested in that interview because it's a lot of like, man, I'm just out here. I'm working hard. I'm doing the best I can, and we're gonna get together. We're a team. We're a team. Go Hawks. Yeah. What was the point of that? Like that's but 40, I think that's, that's who he genuinely is. I'll never get back. I don't think he's putting on any air or acting. I think he's the guy who would talk in those type uh, that type of CEO talk where you don't really say anything, but you have everybody fired up. And ask me, ask I'm Russell Wilson. Ask me about the upcoming season. All right, uh, hey, Russ, new team, new situation. You're going to Denver. How excited are you for the new so year? So excited for the opportunity. Got in the gym with the guys. Really looking forward to the uh, season. I love my Hawks nation. I'll always have a part of me in Seattle. But right now, it's all about the Denver Broncos. And I'm expecting some big things for us this year. Like, that's what he would say in that answer, right? And you think that he genuinely believes that answer? Yes, and it's kind of right. corny and cheesy, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, He's not going to say, man, we're going to be fourth in this division. Our team stinks. Like, he's not going to say that. Yeah, but nobody's going to say that. But I mean, that. just like the whole like rah-rah. They're going to say like, the answer I gave and not believe it, but inside be like, ah, oh, we really say. He right. really like is, I think, like that. I yeah. think he's like this I, guy. And I guess like, Russell Wilson's been in our life now for over 10 years, and I've had a hard time just connecting with that person. I just because I, you don't you're not a real person you don't seem real to me. That's that's who he really is, right? So it's like it's not this ver, ver, like veneer that you thought it was. It's actually like he is this person. I and think it, that's I, what it is. It's and, very meta. We're and just for like me deeper. personally, it's it's like not a black or white thing. Tom Brady was the same way for for twenty years. It was like. Jesus. Like, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers finding his voice. Aaron, a robot. Like, yeah. I'm not interested. No, Aaron. Even I think, though he played for my team. Totally. Aaron Rodgers 10 years ago wouldn't have gotten that tap. And now he's in this place where he's more in tune with his authentic voice. And so he goes out there and he gets like the Kyrie logo on his arm. It's <laughs> a really bad tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of killer. Really? Yeah. I thought it was kind of <laughs> killer because it's aggressive. Like, it's not like yeah, a butterfly or something. It's like, it's aggressive. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening to break down here. That's why I respect it. You didn't just get like a love mom and a heart. <laughs> you get like a I nugget and some barbecue sauce and he's just dunking the nugget. Dip. You double dip yeah. it. Rich Eisen Show coming right back.